0: Sky didn't need to hype that up anymore We had it all hyped up for us with that uh, protest, absolutely unreal
1: The double defence has been breached at Aisley Old Trafford since the 6 one against Man City
0: <laughs> Oh Jesus, you can't be doing that <laughs> Come on <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Off The Crossbar Podcast with myself, Regan Walsh, and my co-presenter as always, Brad. How are you on this dull and gloomy Monday afternoon?
1: I can finally say I feel so refreshed after months of extra hard uni work. And, let's be honest, the most entertaining Super Sunday I think we have could happily say we've ever seen. <laughs> Do you enjoy your Super Sunday this week?
0: Ah, oh, It was definitely really lively And for once it actually wasn't to do with the two teams On the pitch Or on the pitch antics at all
1: But technically it we'll was the on-pitch antics for you.
0: <laughs> Yes um, We are of course talking about The Manchester United and Liverpool game That was scheduled to take place On Sunday afternoon at half past four However that game didn't go ahead Because of the protest from Manchester United fans Now this had been in Scheduled uh, for a while now since the European Super League was announced, United fans said they were going to do a lot of protests for the remainder of the season, obviously there was that one Thursday when they managed to storm the Carrington training ground, there was protests uh, ahead of last week's game and then obviously the stuff that happened on Sunday just gone Um, no surprise from the United fans to say that this protest went ahead however, what did surprise myself and many other people was that they managed to easily storm onto the pitch at Old Trafford and uh, protest uh, the whole Glazer stuff and not wanting them to be uh, the owners anymore. Absolute wild scenes. It's, it's, it's
1: the most entertaining half-hour kickoff I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean,
0: Sky didn't need to hype that up anymore. We had it all hyped up for us with that uh, protest. Absolutely unreal.
1: The first ever defense has been breached at Aisley Old Trafford since the six-one against Man City. <laughs>
0: Oh, Jesus, you can't be doing that, come on
1: I haven't seen that Audibly. one that is, that's mine
0: I was going to allow you to get away with saying no, I, mean, I haven't seen a defence stormed this easily since the US Capitol
1: Well no, because this, this wasn't exactly that, was it? <laughs> like, they would, they well, just no, walked walk in The doors were held yeah, lost, just... rather than like, walking, lads Come on, come on now, come on
0: but I think the thing is with that, it's it's easier to allow them to do it than put your life at risk and trying to hold them back. So How I think I say that the, security security.
1: <laughs> the one security guard who got his face slashed.
0: Well yeah, apart from him who got his face caught open. Uh Everything else was, I think, they there's nothing you can do there. They're obviously going to be outnumbered. Not expecting many people to be there, but they have to be there. Security for health and safety reasons at uh, all sporting events. But well,
1: I'd mind it was the day before when you could just see all the, like, the feds sit around and sport. You just, like, <laughs> that's never going to hold them.
0: Yeah. How many did Just probably like a couple of hundred, and you're like, no. United's biggest fixture this season at home. You think only a few people are going to turn up for a protest. Like they're, they're, but I think again, lads.
1: It just needs to be a bit on just how amazing it is that hours before the biggest fixture of these two clubs season, you know, the rivalry and the derby, yet they've never been more united.
0: Yeah, absolutely <laughs> surreal. Um, I don't know if you did see a video, but I did see one of a fan uh, recreating the Wayne Rooney bicycle Since I've seen so many, but I
1: never saw that. I know it got mentioned, <laughs> yeah, but I didn't I did. actually see any clip of it.
0: Yeah, it was, I'll give him credit. this decent volley. Um,
1: then there was the kid I saw who managed to get onto the crossbar.
0: You know, there was the, a guy that turned the, up in, I,
1: I get such a sick fancy that I've seen him just fall off <laughs> just give just yeah. the ball getting kicked to the net and he just tumbles off
0: <laughs> there was a fan there that Bruno had Fernandes Zebra a fan.
1: Penalty <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah um, Sky were making a whole palaver about it um, as they do with anything I mean I think all the pundits were in unison saying right it's a they've got every right to protest and what they're protesting for is 100% correct and you can't blame them but it's just the few idiots that were throwing the flares and uh, destroying property is where they were all drawing the line Uh, which I fully support I say like everyone you have the right to protest do what you like But do within the reams of safety of everyone else. Because when you're doing stuff like uh, throwing bottles or flares that could hit someone. uh, It does get a bit ridiculous. But the protest is right. And hopefully now that United fans have managed to get the attention of the world's media from doing so. And getting a game postponed. Because that's never happened in a game of football before. As far as I'm aware. I remember the West Ham fans had their protest a few years back. During their game where they were protesting about uh, Golden Sullivan and Karen Brady, but I don't remember them getting that game called off if I remember
1: correctly. No, all I remember is Mark Noble kicking shit out of one of them. <laughs> That's all I remember Yes. But, um, no, you're not wrong. Yeah, but again, I I watched the Sky clip before doing this. Mm. Yeah. yeah, they weren't wrong with some of the points they talked. I think mean, Neville and Carragher were a bad form again as they have been the last yeah. two weeks they managed to keep it on you know the main talking point that it should have been not you know the okay. scenes that obviously try and take away from all of that
0: yeah yeah mm-hmm. Because it's not like, like they kept saying. It's not the majority of fans that were doing the stupid antics. It was just a a select handful. But you, like they said, you're going to get that at any event where there's a protest or something going on. You're going to get that handful of idiots that are doing something stupid. But 99% of the people there are doing it in the right thing. Is They were against the idea of the Super League. They're against the Glazers and they have been for the past 16 years since they put us into debt pretty much within a year or two of taking over so what they're doing is correct but it's just like I said the handful of people that are just wrong but the idea of the protest is good and honestly I hope that United fans continue to protest obviously in a more sensible manner the way the games aren't getting called off and people's lives aren't at risk I'm just hoping it gets the message across and that the Glazers like actually do put in some actual communication because on Friday there was uh, a supporters meeting forum with uh, Edward Wood, uh, the Man United supporters trust and a few other fan groups and apparently uh, the Glazers were meant asked like they could attend but they decided not to which doesn't surprise me to get their opinions across about the whole Super League situation and the club going forward so for me I I see it's good but I just we've been protesting like I said for 16 years I remember that game against AC Milan what was it 2010-11 season in the Champions League and you remember the full time David Beckham was on the pitch and they were throwing the green and gold scarves over to him that whole game was protesting about anti-glazers so we've been doing it for years, it's just I don't see him selling up, unfortunately.
1: It the uh, yeah, it there's a lot to obviously think about without it's who actually could afford it, as well as mm. a small number. But I have to go back on Sky this because this all because it was soon, wasn't it? He, he said the line, yeah, like, oh, well, we didn't see Man United fans protesting about this before the Super League. Well, yeah, they clearly were.
0: But yeah, like I just said, a case in point of that game. The whole reason uh, FC United of Manchester were founded was based on the sole principle of the Glazers taking over Manchester United because they didn't want an American greedy businessman coming about and ruling the club. It's not like this is, like you said, it's not the first time. There's been hundreds of occasions where you see uh, green and gold. Worn around uh, Old Trafford on match days, and that because they don't like the glazers. Like yes, they spent money on the club with the players that have been bought in over the years, um, and obviously the financial side, ag sponsorships and all that, has gone up uh, massively during their time. But it's the way that they're running the club. It's you know It's like United are funding it themselves through. Being the fact of Manchester United rather than the Glazers themselves putting money into their own pocket and saying, "Right, here's how we'll help you." Like you can clearly see at Man City, Shankman Shaw, Chelsea with Roman Abramovich, they've invested into Chelsea wasn't and it, Man City, but
1: wasn't it gone. wasn't it 1.5 billion the exact number?
0: I think it so. Was yeah,
1: wasted uh, as it was.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Like. The amount of debt uh, that's been incurred since the Glazers have taken over at Manchester United is ridiculous, and that's the thing United are hating because we were on the stock exchange before the Glazers took over, but we weren't in any debt at all. But in the 16 years that they have been in charge of us or ownership of us, they've just put us into a serious, massive amount of debt, and. It's continuing to rise each year, and that's what is getting United fans annoyed. Like, yes, at the minute in time we're not doing that badly. You, know, you think, okay, points deduction, or we can't spend anything, and you have to sell all the best players. But it's not a healthy way of living. You can't like they're spending more than they have available realistically. It's just on a grander scale of some of the small teams that have had financial trouble in the last years or so.
1: Like it's. I'm always struggling to call this because this isn't my club. I, I don't know the full situation. Mm-hmm. Like it, I've I've been under bad ownerships, more than once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it never to this grand scale. Because we yeah. like it was pretty I easy think... to get out because we just like had no success, and they just left yeah. when it was the right time. To.
0: Yeah, and I think that's been United's. Backhand At the same time is We've had success under Ferguson And since he's gone Yes we haven't won a Premier League trophy But we have still won trophies Pretty much every year I mean it's been a few years since We won the Europa League uh, Which I think was our last trophy If I remember correctly under Mourinho But United have still won stuff And I think that's where the Glazers are saying Right as long as they're still winning We'll still support the club in as minimalistic way where if we did do say like Aston Villa, Birmingham City and all that and we weren't successful then I think they would have sold up by now but it's down to the genius of Sir Alex Ferguson who won with limited resources because if you look from two thousand and five when they took over until the day Sir Alex Ferguson left, we weren't spending crazy amounts on players. It's only in recent years since he's left where we spent ridiculous amount on assigning more uh, multiple windows, like it's like it's. I think
1: it's a difficult it's
0: just, one. Yeah, I don't know how you solve it because there's been a lot of people saying they want this fifty plus one rule, like they have in uh, the Bundesliga. But the thing is, that's how a lot of Germany comp- or German companies are run. They have people are stakeholders in their stuff, so it's not just the football level. And
1: Actually, then again, we're saying it's difficult. Actually, it's easy to come up with the ideas. Implementing it, though, is another thing. Yeah. Which, obviously, lengthy discussions would be needed. Mm-hmm. Which is what the fan-led review is, and that can only be a good thing.
0: Yeah, but for me, I just don't see it happening anytime soon. And... Uh, as much as I want the Glazers to go out, or like I'm there with every Man United fan in wanting the Glazers gone, and I've never liked them. But it, I just, I'm being truthful and realistic here, knowing that they won't sell up anytime soon.
1: Yeah, and even if they did, we're talking billions.
0: Yeah, I think they've been said that they wanted like three, four billion for him, and like you said earlier on, there's only a select amount of people that can get a hold of them like, and who says just because we sell from one billionaire to another billionaire that this next set are going to be as good it, or good at all
1: is, does the owner of Apple Music happen to be a Man United fan I
0: don't know who the, <laughs> I know you're saying
1: about Daniel Lecker at Arsenal but I don't know who the uh, owner of Apple Music is I don't know whether it
0: is that Tim Cook
1: Jay-Z does he want to <laughs> step in <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean he does own the Brooklyn Nets so. what,
1: what is it the one he owns again? T- it's Tidal ain't it?
0: yeah Tidal Tidal Wave
1: um but yeah. I think If we if we can I, I I can talk on the serious stuff or whatever, I really just don't want to go in on Sky because like I've never seen such a terrible attempt to fill airtime in my whole life.
0: <laughs> yeah, so they had about was it two hours to fill
1: now? I don't know why they didn't just go off air.
0: Was it three? Well yeah, just shove something else you on.
1: Just put some out look, 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 look an episode of the Premier League years on. Which better they any mm. of the half force shit you tend to put on.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So obviously they had time to fill before the Tottenham Sheffield United game or at White Hart Lane or whatever the fuck their stadium's called, uh, which took place at quarter past seven. So I mean, I just didn't pay attention to it afterwards because I was doing other stuff, uh, watching the end of the Women's Super League and action, which we'll get onto
1: later it was on. Just, uh, it was so, just painful hearing Dave Jones. I know he's doing his job, probably, but just. It's trying to come across you know, the the balanced argument. Yeah. Like you come across like a dick. Yeah. And it, yeah. it was like... It was like t- uh,
0: Earlier on this season, I think it was Gary Neville talking about the racism stuff. So it it might season. have been late like last season. Yeah. yeah. And Dave Jones then had to go, oh, Gary's Neville views don't represent that us guy. Like, you don't need to say that. I know he has to for corporate and business side, but come on. Just act like a human being. Make your mm. instinct... On your own accord, you don't need to say this stuff. Mm. We all know that's not everyone at Sky's point of view. We know it's Gary Neville because Gary Neville is saying that. Mm.
1: Like, but it was—it just... was almost the—it was almost the Sky mask slipping, slowly because yeah. this was. Remember, two weeks ago, they were all against the Super League because that was against them, and their yeah. profits. This protest stopped their big half 4 Derby Day overhyped. Clash, so who are they going to mm. go for? The fans that have just so. stopped that
0: game. Mm. <sighs> I mean, like, not even necessarily just that, but uh the United game in general at like, half four against Liverpool in the last few years hasn't been that interesting. Like, it hasn't been a goals galore game. It's usually quite dull in the last. Just say if
1: we have done a podcast three years, in, or in so. last last week we would have almost certainly predicted 0-0 for this. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, so it's almost the way with the whole four kickoffs. The sky overhype it, and it's genuinely the f- most boring game you watch out the weekend. You know, what's the point of you? Like you do all this hype, making it oh, Bruno Fernandez versus Mo Salah. Who's gonna come out on top? It's only gonna social versus. Which one's gonna Yogi die for their football,
1: penalties first?
0: <laughs> yeah. The mass, their fucking tactical genius in Jurgen Klopp versus Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, some Norwegian. who's not done anything. You're like lads, can fucking down. It's a football match, not fucking the start of World War Bloody Three. Honestly, I, I don't know anything that gets this much hype. Like, I'd say you can only compare it to like the NBA Finals or the Super Bowl in the NFL. Yeah, but at least you're guaranteed in the so some
1: points in that. <laughs>
0: Do you not remember the Super Bowl two years ago when the Rams versus the Patriots when it was really fucking dull?
1: No, because i blocked it out of my memory.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, I have The longest
1: night
0: Yeah, it's always like... Um, but yeah, uh, Sky are just always going to do that no matter how what we think of the game, whether it's good or bad, they're just going to overhype it as much as always and f- feel any bollocks against... Uh, with any rubbish that they can think of I mean you were saying they were hyping up the stuff about Jack Grealish going to Man United please, again in the no, summer
1: stop please <laughs> um, it's not going to happen every year
0: it's oh this play's going to Man United this play's been linked to Man United let's talk about it as much as we can for as long as we can possibly yeah. until the transfer window shut, and then we'll just go oh Man United didn't actually want him you're like make your fucking mind what?
1: what was it Michael Richards said like, like Harry draws fouls very well and then mm. Graham soon just completely took it out of context as Well, that's not right or something. It was just yeah. like, Go away, Graham. Go away. <laughs>
0: it's an absolute rubbish.
1: And then you got, no offense for Keen, but he swapped swap Pogba for Grealish. Like, he, he, yeah, but you might. what?
0: You Pogba's actually
1: having. I wouldn't. I
0: absolutely wouldn't. I'm not, I wouldn't even. I mean, I'm not going to. Pogba's actually been quite decent. Yeah, he's not he scoring the goals. And offers. No, he
1: doesn't put, put, He yeah. put Paul Pogba in the Grealish position with not that team anymore. No,
0: and well, he Pogba just Pogba wouldn't work it. in that Sorry. Villa team.
1: Sorry, Paul Pogba can't even be asked to play for Man United. he right now can't be able to what he'd be like in a Villa team.
0: He played decently last week against Roma. He
1: played Man United. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, me Ryan have probably heard of Aston
0: He doesn't even know, he thinks it's a blooming holiday home in Portugal. Know it. Jesus Christ, I don't blame him though. <laughs> right, um, we'll move away from that now as we spent nearly 20 minutes talking about it. Um, we have actually had some action across that's the that's Premier League. To the weekend. actual football, <laughs> yes. Because we have actually had a weekends' weather football, and it kicked off on Friday night between Southampton and Leicester City at St Mary's. Yeah. Now, obviously, everyone remembered the game last time round when uh, Leicester won nine nil at St Mary's in 2019, and we it looked like it could it have, have sold been this time <laughs> No, but you could. Early on, it could have been uh, that way because Yannick Vestergaard got sent off after just 10 minutes for a foul on. It wasn't well, a red, was though, was <laughs> it? It wasn't a red there was <laughs> it no no that's another one I think if Southampton appeal it it could get rescinded so it wouldn't surprise me if they do appeal that um, but yeah it wasn't obviously the hype of that last game it was a game that finished 1-1 James Woodprouse scored a penalty for uh, Southampton's before a Johnny Evans header levelled it up for Brendan Rodgers side uh, seven minutes later not the most entertaining Friday games but Again, Leicester don't really have to be looking too, too much over their shoulder. I mean, you'd say it's a bit much for Tottenham or West Ham to try and catch them now. Actually, Chelsea can still catch
1: them. It's a pretty bad result, but Leicester, they've got to win as much as they can if they really do want to get the top four.
0: Yeah, but we all know what Tottenham are like. They always seem to do Tottenham, and I feel like West Ham are slowly starting to fall in a way a bit. It's not
1: even Tottenham that they have to worry about. It's not the luck to Chelsea and West Ham.
0: Yeah, but I think Chelsea are two points behind them but um, I think fourth place they're still happy obviously it will be a disappointing to be third for so long this season and to then eventually come fourth or fifth but I think top four should still be good enough for them
1: hey we're talking about top four but yeah Arsenal could still get it.
0: are you serious? Well,
1: that's obviously got kind of over your head what happens when they win their Europa League
0: Oh yeah, they do get Champions League, don't they? Yeah, sorry. That
1: would be I, was like, I was like, what do you mean
0: Arsenal can I was like, what did you mean Arsenal can still get top four? they fucking can't. What are they, no? 10th, 11th? I don't even know where they were. Um, yeah. They've just been safe
1: for in I think they've got all the chances in the world.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, unreal for what you just said. Um, the Saints sit 10 points ahead of the relegation zone, so... so. It's unlikely that they'll go down, though they obviously they still can do if they lose all their games and Fulham or West Ham win all of them. Um, then on Saturday, the launch time kickoff took place at Selhurst Park between Crystal Palace and Manchester City, and it was Pep Guardiola's side that won 2-0. Sergio Aguero scored the first goal after 57 minutes, which was his first goal at Selhurst Park, which was a very surprising stat for... that. his last exactly, season for <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, two minutes later, Ferran Torres doubled the lead for Manchester City to give Pep Guardiola side all three points and practically confirm them as title winners for this season. Obviously, however, the United game being postponed. If United had lost that game the other day, then they would have been confirmed champions. But uh, because obviously the United game didn't take place, they have to wait another week. Then He's the crying. three. Mm-hmm. Then the three kickoff at. Uh, the Amex saw Brighton take on Leeds United, and it was Brighton that actually won the game 2-0, which is very surprising. Pascal Gross scored a penalty after just 14 minutes, and then 11 minutes from time, Danny Welbeck doubled. Graham Potter's side uh, leads to hand them the three points. Not a bad game. Oh, yeah, a good, good
1: result for Brighton. It's the one they needed.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Just to give them that.
1: In, like, it's enough comp- clearing room from now.
0: Yeah, again, they're 10 points above the drop uh, but have played a game more than Southampton, who are below them. Uh, But yeah, I'd say the goal difference is what's going to help them because they're on a minus four goal difference where the likes of Newcastle and the two teams that could potentially get out of the relegation zone, okay, Fulham and West Brom, they've got a much worse goal difference than the Seagulls. So it should be uh, crystal clear now for them for the remainder of the season. Then the half-five kickoff off uh, between Chelsea and Fulham in the London Derby saw Chelsea win 2-0 with Kai Havertz scoring a brace for Thomas Tuchel's side to give Chelsea the three wasn't points. The talk- and
1: wasn't the talking point, though, was it? Mason Mount, you disgusting individual. <laughs> yeah. Oh.
0: Absolutely unreal from Mount. I've got to say, also...
1: I've got to say...
0: Oh, really? Like Kai Havertz playing in this like false nine position? It he's like finally coming to Under Tuchel, right? yeah, it's like he's. Oh. If Chelsea can get him playing like this next season and get Timo Werner firing, which oh. seems like a big ask at this minute in time, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I think it could be a really good Chelsea team next season, especially with Tuchel actually having a full summer window to mm. go out and get his players, because obviously. That January window really wasn't much his because did he come in the January window or did he come after it? I don't think I remember. Yes, before it, I don't remember when they played Wolves, but yeah. Um, two side, I'd look and really really dominant. Uh, I've only lost once, I think, since his arrival.
1: I believe the Albion game might have been his own loss, which is weird,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that just sums up this fucking uh, season for West Brom. Uh, And the final game that took place on Saturday evening was at Goodison Park between Everton and your Aston Villa side. Villa took the lead after just 13 minutes thanks to Ollie Watkins getting on the school sheet again for Dean Smith's side. Mason Holgate can't deal
1: with the Villa. The man is (laughs) traumatised since 2019.
0: However, <laughs> well, that lead did just last only six minutes after Dominic Calvert Lewin put home a Luca uh cross, and then ten minutes from time, Anwar Al Garcia scored the winner.
1: You said it wrong. It's Anwar Al Thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, An- I mean, Anwar Al Ronaldo over it is honestly the most. I don't know what he, our wingers. They're the most confusing players in the whole league. <laughs> They could do something yeah. so sort of drastically shit, and then be unreal. Like I don't know if you saw Merchant trail his little croy flick as well during the game. But, mm. oh, he sent Alison back, not Alison, Alan back to Brazil. I
0: was about to say, he, uh, why is he <laughs> sent? I mean, they are both Moses Allen and both Brazilian, but wrong player there uh, from yourself. But
1: yeah, that was the best we played for so long. I love that that game. Mm-hmm. Just freedom, which is all the should we do at this sport this season now. We do nothing to play for, just. Go out and do it, and enjoy.
0: Go out and enjoy yourselves. And Ross Barkley actually, actually played have... good.
1: <laughs> two games of the run. I mean, for Ross, <laughs> two games. Of is he being competent.
0: Still not worth the forty million, though.
1: Oh no, I'd... it's weird if he carries on. Maybe it does improve a bit. I'd be 5 with twenty, or pay more than twenty. So
0: you're yeah. saying you would actually take him permanently if he continues for the this right price? If run it up.
1: carries on how it's currently going if it's still shit then yeah you go back to Chelsea do whatever <laughs> yeah. but 20 I wouldn't oh, pay more than 20 for...
0: fair enough uh, then the lunchtime kick off on Sunday so I'm so fickle <laughs> yes <laughs>
1: the story of the elements have been kind of t- a spoof during that whole game
0: <laughs> <laughs> next week you'll be ficking saying Ross Barkley is a disaster and I don't want more than 5 million for him if we were to sign him
1: he's going to Hiss on Bruno Fernandes is.
0: <laughs> well, it Man United Villa next time? It
1: week? is. It's... If it you happens. What? I've not <laughs>
0: I was about to say, if it happens, and B, I so, haven't I, been paying I attention to the fixtures. I think actually pretty good. So. <laughs> we'll see about that.
1: <laughs> you don't invite the fortress uh, that is Villa Park.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll just take uh, your European Cups and take them back to Old Trafford where they belong.
1: Sorry,
0: where were Man United in 1982? You'll be doing dreadfully, but it seems like Man United having European Cups now. <laughs> 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 Got to uh, yeah. Uh, on Sunday, the lunchtime kick-off, as I was saying, Arsenal beat Newcastle 2-0, Mohamed El Nene scored the first goal and then Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang scored the second. There was an hour between the two goals, but comfortable win in it
1: would have been nice to have watched this game but you know they decided to like 70-30% the screens for some reason <laughs> so you could ju- you just had to squint your eyes to see the Newcastle-Arsenal game
0: oh, I was, I was going to say I didn't, no, I didn't even watch the I game think, I think I was it was on NBC in
1: the States or or whatever it was. it was literally like only a third of the not even, actually not even a third of the screen was showing the Arsenal-Newcastle game <laughs>
0: Yeah, but you know what Americans are like with their broadcasting stuff. So I'm surprised they didn't go to an advert during the game. So they fucking love doing that. Um, yeah, good result for Mikel Arteta's side. meeting them up to ninth place on 49 points, though they have played a game more than all the teams around them. And uh, Newcastle are 9 points clear of uh, Fulham in 18th place, but... It's still not fully clear for them yet. And then the final game that has actually happened so far this weekend saw Tottenham take on Sheffield United and Harry, uh Ryan Mason's side. I nearly said Harry Winks' side, but <laughs> wrong midfielder. <laughs> to
1: be I mean, well. Harry Winks at this point.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's not much age difference between the vacant pair anyway. Mm. Um Gareth Bale scored a hat trick.
1: He actually showed some care for a change, <laughs> Or at least looked like he had care.
0: Why does it have to be the one fecking week I triple-captain Harry Kane on fantasy football thinking he's going to absolutely destroy Sheffield United, score a hat-trick. He oh. doesn't fecking score.
1: I, I didn't even have him in the fantasy team. Because I knew he just wasn't going to have
0: Bale. Who was expecting him to score a hat trick?
1: At this point in time, the 5 has to be in Colletti, in actual. And he repays. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, less about fantasy football because I fucking hate Pep Guardiola for not picking Diaz de Bruyne and Gunder one. Prick.
1: Yeah, uh, so people, you just got to go for Lewis Dunk.
0: <laughs> mm. I made it a rule next season I'm not picking Manchester City players, no matter how well they're doing. <laughs> Uh, but that result sees Spurs uh, stay in no, move up to 5th place because obviously the other results West Ham not having played yet and the Liverpool game getting called off Uh, 5 points behind Chelsea who are in 4th and Sheffield United obviously still rock bottom all really relegated nothing to play for are just fulfilling their fixtures now so yeah and we've obviously got two more games, uh, starting off with the Black Country Derby at 6 o'clock today as West Brom entertain Nuno Espirito Santo's Wolves at 6 o'clock. And then after that, it is the Claret and Blue battle as Burnley welcome West Ham to Turf Moor at quarter past
1: 8. Hmm. That Wolves the West Brom one will be quite interesting. It obviously must <laughs> yeah, be a proud game, and then I feel I'll like if Wolves lose, this. there's going to be the serious questions really start to be asked. Well,
0: I don't think Nuno's there next season. Yeah, I think I bet we did
1: cover that in one of the last podcasts that we did. I think it might have
0: been the last one, didn't it? Wasn't
1: it? I thought you since it was we did the, the last podcast. it was only a week. <laughs> I was about to say, it was only last week.
0: Um, yeah, like we said, uh, it's an interesting game to look forward to. Right. On to the world of European football now and over in Italy it's congratulations to Inter Milan who were this weekend crowned champions of Serie A. They beat Cretone 2-0 on Saturday with Atreff Hakimi and Christian Eriksen scoring the two goals for Antonio Conte's side to give Inter Milan their first trophy in over 10 years or 11 years? 11 years, I believe. Yes. Uh their fellow the Milan rivals, me,
1: if I'm doing the maps, right.
0: yeah, Jose Mourinho's Champions League win there.
1: It's quite mental actually. That, like, from a yeah. perspective, that's insane. But we need that. What's even weird? Yeah, carry right. I was going to say what's even weirder with this is the man
0: that started Juventus's run of nine consecutive uh, Serie A titles was Antonio Conte, and the man to end it was Antonio Conte as well. Yeah, I was going to say
1: like. Antonio Conte Needs to have some respect Putting his name right now
0: Oh yeah I don't think he's uh, Ever been a bad manager He's, he's for me, really he's well.
1: the, For me He's the most Successful manager Bar The usuals Like Guardiola and Klopp In the last decade
0: Yeah, yeah. You, oh, oh, I'd what say you Gua- you go, I'd go Guardiola Klopp Conte Zidane As That's the four yeah. best managers Over the last Ten years
1: mm. I've seen the, the thing that I saw earlier that I'm just trying to get up you get, there it is so Antonio Conte he obviously got into Serie A through promotion with Siena he then took over yep. Juventus who were 7th at the time and he led them to 3 straight titles then went to Chelsea where you know when they were 10th and then he led them mm. to the Premier League in his first season and then the FA Cup the following season then took the time out I know went to Italy, didn't he? It? Yeah, he was... Yeah, I, that's the only... We ignore that. <laughs> but, uh, then he obviously won Serie A, I think so. Like, put Which is... Respect, isn't
0: Yeah. Absolutely incredible what he's done over the last few years. Mm-hmm. And, and...
1: You have to I credit on th- the likes of Lukaku as well. Been immense from Martinez.
0: Yeah Ashley Young He's done Absolutely brilliant <laughs> Incredibly Has done really well That whole team Has just performed
1: really well Young him. Sanchez Damien oh. You know I didn't know What they No like, <laughs> Nope I'm happy Is it no coincidence The second they leave Man United they go going win a top
0: <laughs> I'm not even Well not for Damien Because Season or At Parma No they didn't work They were too Well Young is too old Sanchez Sanchez was awful and Damian just wasn't actually ever that good. Um, elsewhere, Ace Milan beat uh, Benevento 2-0 with goals from Teo Hernandez and Hakan Celanoglu. Lazio beat Genoa 4-3. Napoli drew 1-1 with Cagliari. Atalanta drew with Sassuolo the same scoreline. Juventus beat Udinese two one despite being one nil down and it thanks that was thanks to a brace from Cristiano Ronaldo seven from minutes from time, one being a penalty, and one I believe was a head at his second goal. And then uh Sampadoria beat Roma two nil. So obviously that table is now done over there in Italy. Over in France. Uh PSG beat lens two one on Saturday with Uh, Marquinhos and Neymar being the goal scorers for Mauricio Pochettino's sides. Lille kept up their uh, race for the title beating Nice 2-0 with Zeki, Salik and Barikilman scoring both goals however, Nice did play the majority of the second half with 10 players after Jordan Lotumba got uh, shown a second yellow card after 3 minutes in the second half Bordeaux beat Rennes 1-0 Montpellier lost 2-1 to Saint-Etienne and the big game of the weekend saw Lyon beat Monaco 3 2 with Memphis Depay, Marcelo, and Ryan Sherkri scoring the goals for Lyon and Kevin Folland and Wissam Ben Yedda scoring the goals for Monaco. However, that's not the main talking point, as in mental, stoppage time.
1: That was a mental game, Monaco and Lyon. I saw the highlights this morning.
0: Yeah. The mental stoppage time where mm-hmm. both teams had two players sent off and this was despite Leon already playing with 10 players after Maxi- Maxence Kakari was sent off after 70 minutes. So Pietro Pellegri, Willem Goobels were sent off for Monaco and then Matteo Decilia and Marcelo were sent off for Leon after a crazy bit of action at the end of the game there. Which is...
1: Lots of respect on Liga. It's not a farmer's league that keeps being mooted around. It's more entertaining than the Bundesliga, let's be honest. But oh, yeah. Well, the Bundesliga uh, is good, there was no... can't be, but it's be, can't be as good as Liga this season. No,
0: Legion has been absolutely incredible this weekend. Else, uh, right? I'm
1: trying to find it again. Go on. On. it was hilarious when I, just, I read it. <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, while you're speaking about the Bundesliga There was no Bundesliga action this weekend As it was uh, DFB Polka
1: Weekend And
0: uh, Borussia Dortmund won Their tie yeah, it, yeah. so, okay.
1: You were talking that in that Nice Lille game But there was something that happened Before it <laughs> like There was a banner right Outside I think it was I think it was sent to Lille fans well, Not Lille fans like the Lil, mm. When the Lille bus went back no, no the Leon I've no idea I'm really confused about the story now but it, it literally the banner read enjoy yourselves via proxy we want level to be champions ok yeah that is quite <laughs> bond, cool, but, a bond story for yourselves cool. but I yeah <laughs> never trust me mm. to explain these stories <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: in the DFB poll care by Borussia Dortmund B. Tolstown client 5 nil. 0 uh, Gio Reyna scoring a brace Stuart Bellingham, Torgan Hazard and Marco Roy scoring and they did that all without Erling Haaland, who missed the game through injury and I've, who have they set up a final against now? I've completely forgot
1: because how well prepared we are for some of the European news <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yes that was it they beat RB Leipzig 2-1 no RB Leipzig beat Werder Bremen 2-1 uh, it's, when it's an extra time in that game Huang Qian Huang Hechuan Wang scored in 90 in the 93rd minute as obviously that was in extra time then uh, Leonardo Binton Court equalized in the stop first half stoppage time but it was right at the death when Emil Forsberg scored the winner uh, in stoppage time of extra time to set up a final with Dortmund which will take place on the 13th of May so in just 10 days time
1: should be a very good right final, final.
0: Yes. Uh, finally, over in Spain this weekend, Atletico Madrid beat Elche 1-0 thanks to a goal in the first half from Marcus Llorente to keep that title uh, race really close between all four teams. Real Madrid beat Asasuna 2-0, Casemiro and Eda Miletau with the goals for Zinedine Zidane's side. Barcelona came back uh, from 1-0 down to beat Valencia 3-2 with... Lino Messi, Antoine Griezmann scoring the goals. Messi scoring a brace, and uh, one of them being a free kick, which was his 50th free kick goal for uh, I think, Blaugrana. I
1: think it's what he called Ronaldo's record. That's all.
0: Yeah. And uh, the final team to play out of the top four for this uh, title race see Sevilla take on Athletic Club Bilbao later on this evening. So it is still all to play for there in Spain. And We'll talk about it on the preview podcast later on this week, That's as exactly. to the interesting fixtures that we've got to so look forward to yeah. next weekend.
1: The only thing you need from me is that this podcast is officially all
0: severe. <laughs> <laughs> force a severe, force a severe, severe. Right onto the women's talk now. Uh, we had Champions League semi-final second legs take place uh, on Sunday. Barcelona beat PSG 2-1 with uh, Dutch international Lique Martin scoring a brace for Barcelona, though Marie-Antoinette Cototo did score for PSG, however it wasn't enough as uh, Barcelona won 3-2 on aggregate to set up a final against Chelsea after they beat Bayern Munich 4-1 on the night and 5-3 on aggregate. Uh, Fran Kirby scored a brace, Penelahada and G also scored for Chelsea, however... The goal of the game has to go to Bayern Munich's Sarah Rizil after an absolute wonder strike of a goal uh, for Bayern Munich. But obviously it wasn't enough as Chelsea went on to win 5-3 on aggregate uh, thanks to two late goals from uh, Kirby and Pernilla Harder. So that final will take place in Gothenburg, Sweden on the 16th of May. So very uh, looking forward to that one. And then in the WSL... Oh, boy, is it close. <laughs> so it's the penultimate weekend's worth of fixtures this weekend. Uh, Aston Villa and West Ham played out another 0-0 draw, literally 12 days after their last 0-0 draw between each other. One of, us,
1: one of us deserves to be relegated.
0: <laughs> mm. uh, West Ham definitely played the better out of the two sides in this game, had a lot more chances. Uh, Kenza Darley, probably the main of them, had a, lo- a good few chances, as well as... Uh, Dagny Brinjers dot here, but they just couldn't find a way past Lisa Vice, so her points were shared there. Arsenal have all but secured their Champions League place for next season after beating Everton 2-1. A Kim Little penalty in stoppage time and a goal from Kate McCabe gave Joe Montemayor's side the three points. that Meg Finnegan did almost throw the cat amongst the pigeons as she scored with 15 minutes to go for Willie Kirk's side. Uh, the reason Arsenal have all but done is. They would have to lose to Aston Villa and Man United win then game next week like 27 28 0. So it's Arsenal. <laughs> oh, all the done. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: then, in what was a crazy first half at the Majeski Stadium, saw so Reading beat Brighton 3 2. Farrah Williams scored uh, the early penalty for Reading a few days after she announced she was retiring game last season. Yeah, Uh, then Dan Carter scored a few minutes later. However, within a minute, League Win Min uh, pulled one back for Brighton. And then, straight from Reading's kickoff, she scored again to make it 2 2 right at the break with a lovely long range goal uh, that went past Grace Maloney. And then, 10 minutes into the second half, Natasha Harding scored uh, the winner for Reading to win 3 2. Manchester United left it late to beat Bristol City 1 0. I uh, initially thought it was a James Ross goal, but it has gone down since as the Yana Daniels' own goal. Credit to uh, Bristol City. They put up a real fight to Casey Stoney's side right until the end, and it wasn't easy for them. United did obviously have the chances, but just couldn't find a way past uh, the Bristol City goalkeeper, who I've completely forgot who it was uh, Sophie Bagley. And then in the final game... Manchester City beat Birmingham City 4-0 with Chloe Kelly scoring a brace and then Esme Morgan scoring her first league goal of the season and Sam scoring in stoppage time however there was bad news for Gareth Taylor's side as Chloe Kelly went off uh, with her right leg in a brace after a coming together with one of the Birmingham City players there's been no word on the extent of the injury so far but it was a good win for Gareth Taylor's side who go top of the table however although it was 4-0 I'm going to give credit and a shout-out to Birmingham goalkeeper Hannah Hampton who made some magnificent saves throughout the game and she did save the resulting penalty after Chloe Kelly was brought down in the box uh, to save Caroline Weir scoring the goal. So it is all to play for next weekend. um, Midweek, Chelsea play their catch-up game over Man City against Tottenham on Wednesday at half-past five. But uh, going into next weekend, both the title and relegation will be decided so that is all to look forward to. Right, uh, any more talking points that we may have missed?
1: Not really but I had a few little funny tidbits just to end it. It's not even did you say that because this is actually quite old but we've missed quite a few funny stories <laughs> in the timeline that we had.
0: Can I let you run with it then?
1: I don't suppose you thought it would be the, the big invader that Toronto FC had at their training pitch
0: I did uh, so obviously you may not know that MLS side Toronto FC have been training in Florida and playing their games in Florida where training else was he going
1: to
0: be yes uh, due to the club not being wasn't going to be Canada, in Canada. <laughs> uh, due to the coronavirus so they've been based in uh, Florida for this season or for the foreseeable future and yeah the alligator definitely caught their players by surprise.
1: That wasn't even the food. They were kicking balls, are You they? These stupid Canadians, what are you doing? <laughs>
0: it's just Canada, kind of You
1: don't kick a ball at no, alligator. They're worse than crocodiles. Are they? I believe they are. I'm trying to remember my knowledge from doing a trip at the Everglades when I last went to Florida.
0: I, say, I don't know the, what what's the difference apart from the oh, name.
1: I forget there's a difference a difference, but I forget.
0: Anyway, do it to you. No. Considering you're alive. why
1: sound like in no crikey? Oh for God's sake,
0: I should have known that Australian accent was fucking around. you walked straight
1: into that one, mate. Strug.
0: We did say before we're not doing Australian accents. Please stop before this gets any worse and you offend oh, yeah, the probably the worst country. i say
1: that we're going to start covering the Australian League from next season
0: <laughs> I mean the Australian Women's League I wouldn't mind because I know that Melbourne victory did really well this season
1: yeah, do the, uh, if I do the bloody accent then I'll happily do it
0: <laughs> the only time we're covering Australia ever again is it in 2023 in the summer when the World Cup is taking place over there, the Women's World Cup that is
1: I'll fit right in
0: Please. Don't. I was, what was, expecting, I was expecting
1: to say yeah they'll just deport you <laughs> <laughs> they won't deport you they'll shoot you and feed you to an alligator That's America mate can't <laughs> Australia's a lovely place never been but <laughs> I'm sure it is I was about to say how do you know if you've never been uh,
0: right any more talking points
1: or is that your law so you so, say who you can't just start See,
0: you've made me do it now. Yours is more
1: New Zealand than Australia.
0: Next door neighbours. Who
1: cares? I don't even know what the difference is.
0: Two different countries? Or do you mean the accent-wise? I
1: I, I was definitely on about accent-wise.
0: Yeah, I can't tell you that. If
1: there's any Australian or New Zealand listener, I'd love to know an explanation because even the flags are confusing as well thinking about oh, it oh no it isn't don't start this one
0: <laughs> it is they're practically the same they've got the same stuff on it
1: there's red stars it do instead what's so confusing
0: it's mainly blue and they've got the Union jack in the corner you're colour blind I am.
1: no that's if checked or not I don't know what the difference is. I don't know what your problem is <laughs> okay, what right. has this become we're right. now talking geographical stuff <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're just rambling I don't rambling think we started now that.
1: Geography And we just haven't even bothered to talk about the championship
0: Well we'll talk about that On the previous show Oh we also have Champions League Second oh, leg action This league week We So we have uh, On Tuesday, Tuesday evening Ma- Manchester City Take on PSG <laughs> No we are better Unless you go to a Women's Football Talk Unless right?
1: you know The geography talk What happens To <laughs> yes, uh, so
0: second leg of Manchester City versus PSG is on Tuesday evening at 8 o'clock from the Yeti Stadium, obviously a reminder that Manchester City have a 2-1 lead in that game and then on Wednesday evening Chelsea play Real Madrid and that tie is all level at one apiece uh, So both games are taking place in London this week, which will be um, not London, England
1: was <laughs> Might a, as well London <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Manchester's not great <laughs> Uh yeah, I'm very prepared for the Real Madrid-PSG
0: final. <laughs> You're going to look... silly no, do well. on Man City will win this, but Chelsea, I'm not 100% on. No, I don't know what's going to happen in that Chelsea game, but you are going to look quite ridiculous if PSG do turn that result around though tomorrow. Not really,
1: because I do think Man City will win. It was a joke. <laughs> yeah, but
0: if they don't, I'm going to laugh at you then. come Thursday afternoon.
1: I mean, PSG win, then we're all in on the Mbappé Hulk train.
0: <laughs> Mbappé versus Vinicius Jr. in the final. Right, uh, that is all we've got time for this week. We'll be back later on in the week to preview the epic final weekend in the Championship, the final weekend in the WSL, the incredible weekend of fixtures that we have to look forward to in the Bundesliga and all the premier league talk because we have got a great game on saturday evening and any other talking points that do come a crop between now and then and until that make sure you give us a like rating right. if you're listening to us on
1: if I could just if I could just add cuz for all this podcast will come with a spice warning
0: extra hot like we're at nandos Uh, Yeah, give us a like rating if you're listening to us on uh, Apple Podcasts. Follow us and subscribe if you are listening to it on Spotify. And give us a like, comment, and subscribe if you're listening to us on YouTube as well. And until then, we'll see you later on this week. It's goodbye from me.
1: Goodbye from Brad. Probably can't come soon enough. I will see you then. See you soon.